This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back, everybody, to the MVM Show. I'm Titus, your host today, and I think I got a good one for you guys. And yes, I am playing solo, and sometimes I feel like it's not as good because I am by myself, but I try to put some really useful information out and just help you guys and keep it a little bit shorter. Today, I really do think today's episode is actually going to help a lot of people that are either looking into getting a boat or have a boat that have little experience. Not that we do as far per se, as far as duck hunting boat goes, because I've driven, driven boats and had boats my whole life, but this is a duck boats totally different. So I just want to give, this is going to be part one. Cause I think I will do a part two. Cause I'm going to get Thomas on here and he's actually bear hunting. They actually got a bear today um, with, with his bow and Clark, his boy was with him. So that's pretty cool. Just seen some pictures, but Maybe we can talk about that. And he always thinks of the things I didn't. And honestly, these six, seven, eight things that I wrote down was literally just off the top of my head super quick. Think Lessons learned, tips, things that maybe we had go wrong with us or things we just do to keep ourselves from any trouble. So like I said, this probably will only be about 20 minutes, but I'm going to bring these out and hopefully it helps you guys. Don't forget to check out Motion Ducks. Um, Again, it's just a great tool. It's a great tool when there's low wind conditions. And honestly, I use it too, even when it, if there is wind or there's chop in the water, I'll actually leave those four decoys on the motion duck still with the weight, and I just throw it in. It just puts out four decoys extra quick instead of throwing them out individually. So if I'm not using it to pull on the string, it's just a nice word mallard already connected and ready to go that I throw out. But go to their website, um, 
motionducks.com forward slash um my mind just went blank. I don't know why I was gonna say MVM show, but forward slash MVM. Yes. Forward slash MVM. And then you'll see a special discount for all the listeners and people that follow us. Then additionally, on top of that, you put in the code MVM10 and get another 10% off. I'm telling you guys, I won't be supporting this. I won't have it as an advertisement on this show if it wasn't something I truly believe and used for a long time now. All right. First off, unloading a boat in icy conditions. <laughs> this is by experience. This is a lesson learned. We hunted the day prior. We did do an episode about this. So we hunted the day prior. It was super cold. It never got much over 32 degrees the whole time we were there. But when we came out, obviously all that water that was on the boat trailer had frozen up. And uh, basically, when you... it Now it's frozen on there because it never unthaws. And the next morning, it's, it's frozen again. So um, we were going the night before to unload it or the morning, the next morning and basically had a little bit of a little hump to go over because there's other people unloading their boats. And when we did that, um, we unhooked everything to be ready. And that's something we've always done, but it's fine when it's not icy. It's totally fine. It's not, the boat's not going to slide off there. Trust me. But we unhooked, not thinking about the ice conditions. And when we went to go, when I went to crest that hill, I could hear Tom screaming in the background with my window down. And the boat had slid basically halfway off the trailer, hit the uh, hit the ground, the dirt road, and then you know, with the a mud motor, it didn't do any damage. I mean, it might have put a little nick into the prop, but uh, because it's such good give on those motors, which is really one of the good reasons I like having a mud motor like that instead of an outboard. Which I know again, it's not you don't have to have it, but it is nice. Um, <laughs> but luckily. I hooked up uh, the the cable back up to the boat, and then Thomas was cranking it while I was pushing in the back, and because it was so slick, it literally just went back up on the trailer, and then we left it hooked until we were basically right by the water. So, but lessons learned now, you can't do that when there's like wet, icy conditions. A uh, little tip that I have for those that don't know or haven't had the experience, if you do have a throttle cable, which everything does, right? Um, they make this product and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but you could just Google it. I'll, I'll Google it right now and find it. But it's, a, uh, it's for, uh, people who have had this and I never knew this until I had one is frozen throttle cable. So like you're either stuck at idle or you're stuck at full throttle because the throttle cable freezes. But this, this, uh, product and I know GatorTel has put it on their website um, that they use this too and always have it in hand. And like before I go on a trip where I know it's going to be really cold, I'll shoot this down the throttle cable. There's like openings in ours and you can spray it down there, down in there. And basically it's, you know, it's not water-based. So it's like, a, it's a lube slash de-icer. So you spray that down in there and you should have no problems. And we never had problems, but last year when we went with Kevin... His throttle cable had frozen. It got moisture in there. We didn't have this product at the time, which is funny because there, uh, when we were at, uh, what was it, O'Reilly's or whatever it was, they actually didn't have it, but the O'Reilly's here in town had it. So I don't I don't know what the deal is with that, but I ended up buying it. 
Um, hold on, let me look it up. Let's see. De-ice, de-ice, and lube product. Um, they do have a few things. Uh, it's called Lock. L-O-C-H-D-Icer. Uh, you can get that in a little bottle. Um, I'm wondering if they're even going to have that product. This one's called Liquid Wrench. So there's some products out there. Yeah, this is kind of basically what it was, is Liquid Wrench. It's a lock lube slash de-icer. It thaws frozen locks, basically is what it's for. But that works really good for that because it's not water-based. So really check that out. Liquid Wrench. Uh, you can order online or get it in some stores, but it works really good. So even if it is frozen and you can get it down in there, it will uh, basically break up that ice and help you. Um, goggles. Next thing on my list was goggles. Um, it's kind of common sense, but you you might not think of it till you're out there early morning and it's like 20 degrees and you're trying to go 20 miles an hour and you can't even keep your eyes open because they're tearing up so bad. Uh, you know, and dry or drying you out or whatever. Uh, you can get uh, this pair of goggles on Amazon for thirteen bucks. It's two pairs, and it's not a full size like motorcycle goggles. It's a little bit smaller, more like a big sunglass size. And uh, thirteen bucks. In fact, someone else asked me about them. I sent them the link, and they bought them too. You look kind of funny, but I mean, it's obviously at that point you care less about what you look like. It's about you know not tearing up and be able to see where you're going. So dirt cheap. Amazon, just look them up like safety goggles or, you know, motorcycle goggles or whatever. So that is clutch, trust me. And even when it isn't cold and it's early season, it's still just nice to have, you know. I usually just wear sunglasses in the warm season, like part of the season. Um, but in the morning rides, it's always usually cooler, so it definitely does help. Um, Extra clothing, extra layer of clothing for the ride. Um, you may not need it and you're like, I'm set, I'm good, I'm warm as it, how I am. But when you get out there and you got a 20 to 30 mile an hour wind chill factor from going that fast in the boat, whatever you felt comfortable with before is not going to feel comfortable on the ride out there. So I always throw like a lot of times if I'm not wearing my duck oven because it's not cold enough, I will throw my duck oven on for the ride out, the boat ride out. And sometimes wear a beanie or my little... <coughs> My little uh, flat ear flap <laughs> Eskimo hat, I guess you, I'd call it. Um, and then early season, you know, if I'm just like good with a long sleeve, I'll just throw like uh, a thin jacket on just for the boat ride. And then I tuck it away like in the storage or something. So that has been definitely just plan on an extra layer of gear that you normally want, need to wear or don't feel like you need. But at least wear it for the boat ride. Uh, my next one is... is and this could go either way. Um, if you're hunting a river or even a lake, do as much scouting as you can outside of it from the road with binoculars and uh, spotting scope. Not that you can't run the river and flush birds up and see where they like and then come back the next morning and shoot them because I've done that more often than not. But there has been times that they never came back. And there were some videos from last year we saw more birds probably than I've ever seen in my whole life in one area, but we came back the next day and there wasn't a bird and we stayed from morning till night. Like we thought, okay, well, they didn't come back this morning. They'll come back this evening. No, they, we confirmed they never came back. It was 
major heartbreaker. <clears throat> when you see that many birds, you think you're going to slay them. And uh, we really talk, and now I really feel like it was because we ran the river, and they may have been there for three, four, five days a week and been comfortable. And that was just a good reason to flush them out of there and move down, you know, move out of the area because <clears throat> they had been loafing there for a while. So now if we can help it, not you always can't because there's a lot of places you can't see from a road that are on the river. But if you can help it, um, try to do as much scouting from the road and glassing as you can. Get to those vantage points, those high points, and that way you, they are literally not being messed with one bit. They're so comfortable and more likely, excuse me, they're going to be in there the next morning. So I could stay on that for a while, but that's really covers the gist of it. Uh, my next point I want to bring up is balance. Um, it's not as much like this, I don't think, when you're driving an outboard, because when we had uh, bass boats, when I've had bass boats, when we've had ski boats, you know, wakeboard boats, they're big enough and they're v, usually V holes that it really doesn't seem like it affects it much. I mean, it has to be a lot of weight on one side to really make like, ah, oh, man, you guys, can you guys shift, center it up or whatever? But I have noticed in the duck boat, you want to be pretty close because as far as that mud motor goes and the way that pulls, it makes it really tough on the driver if, say, Rocky, like all the decoys in the front, we got stuff in the middle, and then, like, say, Rocky and Thomas are on the left-hand side, and it's just hard to the left. Me, as a driver, it's out of balance. It's pulling me, and I'm having to fight. Not fight it, but you have to put put so much pressure against the one side to keep it on a straight line because it's wanting to pull the way that all the weight is on. So I would definitely suggest once you kind of Get dialed in with where your decoys are at, your blind bags, your dog, your buddy, or your other couple buddies, wherever they are and where you're standing as far as driving goes. Definitely try to keep it and remember that and keep it balanced because it makes it a lot easier for the driver and you keep that straight line. You're not fighting or having all that resistance driving. So me and Thomas got it dialed now. I mean, like we just put the decoys, we split them up and we keep them more towards the front or on the deck and hook them around, and then Rocky usually sits in front of me, and then Thomas is on the left-hand side. And 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 that's just as far as left and right, not to mention fore and aft, too, because if you, you, know, if you have it too far forward, then you really can't get on plane good, so you're kind of like bogging your own self down. And if there's too much weight back, then the front end's a little too much up. It, it's just balance. And uh, what I've noticed in our gator tail, 1754 is I can look where, and this was like this with bass boats too. I, when I'm trimming, getting that thing in trimming, by the way, for our 40 horse on our gator tail, it seems like 4,700 RPMs is like a really good, 45 to 4,700 RPMs on that motor is a really good place to run it. And that's actually them telling us from the factory too. Because I think we used to run it more like a 4,000. They're like, no, man, you can kick that trim it up even a little higher because it's service drive, right? So that prop is literally sitting on the surface of the water once you get on plane. It's, it's pretty neat. That's why you can go in such shallow water. But like looking down on the side of me, on the side of the boat where that that ripple's coming out the side, I've seen it towards way out in the front because there was just too much weight in the boat and it can never really just get on plane right. But 
when you're on plane ride, I feel like that ripple shooting out the side where that's actually touching the water is more like only a quarter of the ways from the back of the boat. It's not even halfway. And so that seems like that's a really good for us with me and Thomas, six dozen decoys, blind bags, guns, and Rocky. And a couple Pelican cases of camera gear. So balance. Balance is good. Um, another thing is, and we have a little bit of this. Some of them, I've dropped a ball in a little bit. I've had first aid kits, but like safety stuff. So like first aid kit you need on there. You never know what can happen. Life jacket, we do have them on there. I know you won't see us wearing them much as we're driving, but we do have life jackets inside. We do wear, you know, we got the kill switch, which we wear. So if we did go out, you know, kill the motor and go back. And it, I mean, it's something you got to think about and be honest with yourself about. Um, another thing is spare parts. We have a spare prop in ours. It's pretty chewed up, but it will work if we need it. Something breaks or whatever. We don't want to be up a creek. We got oars to battle back if something really goes south. Um, and another prop and the tools to change the prop. Um, and tool bag. Having just a little tool bag of tools. I mean, you don't got to have everything in the kitchen sink, but it is nice to know that you have enough things to take care of yourself and get you out of trouble if you need to, I mean, if you really, really want to be prepped, there's a lot more than what I'm just naming off real quick that you can name. And that's if that's what you do, that's totally fine. Um, I guess there's a line where we have like, okay, we want to have enough speed and enough agility. And then we want to also be safe at the same time and have our, our tail ends covered, you know. But that's just how we're doing it. So it's just things throughout there that keep. And then lastly... Um, battery, like a battery jumper. Um, you can get them like at Costco. You can get them through um, Amazon. There's a lot of different places you can order them. Cat sells one. It's like a battery jumper. So like say if your battery goes out or you left the lights on too long or the battery's just getting weak, um, we have that on our boat. Thomas has a cool little, it's not very big. It's crazy how strong that thing is. It's started his truck like two, three, four different times on one charge but you can use that as a charger. It's like a big brick, bigger than a brick size, but it's about that size and bigger, maybe twice the length of it. And man, that thing has come in clutch for us. It jumps his truck, you know, it'll jump any truck, any vehicle out there, um, or just give it power to start or whatever. Cause you know, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, God forbid that happens. I hope it don't, but stuff happens. It just does. So thinking of it like every tool or thing that could keep you safe and protect you from being in a really bad situation or make a bad situation worse, these are some of the things. And like I said, we're going to come up with the part two. I just scribble those down real quick because I'm trying to keep the episodes going. And I really believe this will help people or mentally prepare people that are thinking about getting a boat. Things to think of because this, is, this isn't all of them. There's a lot more that we could talk about. I have things in my head right now, but I'm just going to kind of cut it off here and call this good because it doesn't matter if you have a kayak, a canoe, a small 14, 15 foot boat, or you have something a little bigger, bigger like ours, which they even make them bigger than that. You know, those big water boats, stuff to think about, stuff to have, um, timber deck. You don't have to have it, but I will say it is nice loading your dog in deep water or, uh, you know, be able to get off and not bring so much water in the boat. A lot of people, you know, that you take hunt with you want to just jump straight in the boat, like stand on the bank and then jump in. Well, you bring tons of water in 
And not that that's bad because, I mean, it's a boat. That's going to happen. And then when you get out, you can pull the plug, let the water drain, or use your sump pump. But, like, if you're going to be moving and hunting a lot during the day, it's kind of nice to, like, hey, go around the timber deck, let let the majority of the water shed off you, and then get in the boat. But, again, it's not a must. It's just something nice to have. So, anyways, we will do another one of these. I'm going to get Thomas on here. And uh, I know he always has a lot of good things to say on this kind of stuff. He meticulous about that so hopefully this helps some guys or this is something i can throw out to guys new guys getting a boat like hey go listen to that episode i've done that so much with this podcast that's nice because they're like oh where's a video where do you have you need to make a video of this one well, like hey i already did a podcast of it so go listen to it or people down the road that are thinking about getting one it will be there so hope you guys enjoyed it hope it helps those of you that are listening down the road and we will see you guys on the next one <laughs>